Dear listeners, welcome back to ITS Podcast. This is the 64th episode in the month of July. I'm Mariam Kaveshkar. Let's start the episode with news mini section from around the world of ITS. Following the news, Haluk will give a review about quantum computing and its application in different aspects of ITS. After the review, do not go anywhere. We have a very interesting interview with Dr. Yunat Muntian and their activity from Bosch Future Mobility. Let's start our newsman section. Take it away, Barish. Hello, dear listeners. This is Barish Chuan, presenting following news in the field of ITS for the episode 64 of ITS podcast. In this episode, we bring you some of the latest news and developments on autonomous driving industry, and we will close the section with a couple of research news on transportation science. Major partnership to promote AV technologies. Several technology and automotive industry players established an initiative called The Autonomous to work on safe autonomous mobility. The partners include ARM, Audi, Cariad, Base Labs, Core AVI, Denso, Five, Fraunhofer, NXP, the Swedish Royal Institute of Technology, and TT Tech Auto. The goal of this collaboration is, as the initiative reports, to lay the basis for safety standardization and pave the way for mass autonomous vehicle production. Working groups within the collaboration aim to create reference solutions for all members and also for other companies and regions. The outputs will be published in the form of technical reports. Volvo collects user data for optimization. By using opt-in user data, Volvo wants to validate and verify autonomous driving features to improve the safety of its cars. Volvo owners will be able to opt-in to let Volvo collect data from their vehicles in real time. The data from sensors as well as driver inputs will be collected and processed by artificial intelligence. The rollout of data collection will start with Volvo's next electric vehicle. Survey on customer trust for automakers as autonomous car developers. Cargurus conducted an online survey on sentiments towards self-driving vehicles in US. According to the survey report, customers' excitement for AVs has stalled since 2019. The results show that Tesla is the brand most trusted to develop autonomous vehicles, but nearly 2 in 10 respondents say they don't trust any automotive company to develop the technology. More than half of the consumers say they would want AVs to drive them home safely when they are not able to do so. However, around half of the respondents say they are uncomfortable relying on self-driving cars for safety. Only 18% expected to own a self-driving vehicle in the next 5 years, while 34% believes it will happen in 10 years. Passengers' experience of self-driving cars in winter conditions. A study in Finland investigated the passengers' experience of self-driving cars in winter conditions. The findings were published in Transportation Research Part F, Traffic Psychology and Behavior. The participants in Helsinki used a driverless shuttle in two test areas, and the participants in Monio, a small town in Lapland, used an autonomous car in heavy winter conditions on the main road. Researchers from the University of Eastern Finland and Tampere University collected passengers' attitudes and factors influencing their attitude. According to the study, people's positive attitude towards self-driving cars was mostly influenced by trust, safety and security. Winter conditions had no significant impact on people's attitudes towards self-driving cars. Environmental trade-offs of autonomous vehicles A study by researchers from the University of Wisconsin-Madison investigated the user preferences for autonomous vehicles and the competition with other modes of transport. The study examines the environmental impacts that will result from transport mode shift in four categories, namely energy consumption, greenhouse gas emissions, 
particulates and pollutants. In choice experiments between private vehicles, autonomous taxis, and public transport, respondents would use autonomous taxis 31% of the time. However, participants who owned a personal vehicle were less likely to choose autonomous vehicles, suggesting that autonomous taxis primarily compete with public transport. The results of a series of simulations on environmental predictions also show an environmental impact. However, use of electric autonomous vehicles can offset the environmental impact of autonomous vehicles if the adoption rate is over 40%. Thank you for listening to the mini news section of the 64th episode. We will continue to bring you more news of breakthrough advances in our field in the upcoming episodes. Thank you, Barish. That was Barish Chohan from Technical University of Berlin in Germany. Quantum computing can be used in different fields of ITS. Many groups around the world are applying this technology for heavy computations. Haluk will give a brief definition and understanding of this state-of-the-art technology in his review. Let's listen. Automotive industry, supply chain and logistics, aviation, artificial intelligence and machine learning are all potential application fields for quantum computing. This smallest unit of information is called a quantum bit or qubit for the quantum computers. Phenomena of quantum mechanics such as the tunneling effect, quantum entanglement and quantum interference are used to put qubits in superposition, a state supposing theoretically infinite number of values between 0 and 1. Quantum computing is currently still in the early stages of development. However, these supercomputers are expected to replace existing computing technologies in the near future. Many global players like Google are also driving development forward. For instance, it was recently announced that Microsoft is working on a dedicated programming language for quantum computers. Many forefront companies like Strangeworks, D-Way Systems, Cold Quanta, Intel, IBM, Google and Microsoft as well as Zapata Orchestra have been dealing with quantum computing. The automotive industry can make use of quantum computing in a variety of applications from manufacturing and new material science to vehicle traffic and autonomous vehicles. Let's take a look to some news for quantum computing. SpaceX could be at the forefront of a radical change in communications using quantum physics. Japan-based Sumitomo Corporation, Tohoku University and OneSky Systems have started a pilot program for developing thousands of flight roads for urban air mobility vehicles by quantum computing, starting from June 2021 and ending on December 2021 and they look to quantum computing to support safe operation of thousands of unmanned vehicles. Scientists in China and Europe are currently developing satellite-based quantum networks, enabling long-distance satellite to ground links. Researchers in Nanjing have condensed the quantum equipment and packed it into a drone. The Airbus Quantum Computing Challenges, the 2020 winner, was the team machine learning reply. Airbus proposed five challenges phased in aircraft design and in-service optimization for quantum computing experts and enthusiasts. BMW Group Quantum Computing Technology 
holds great potential for a multitude of applications, from materials research to battery cell chemistry and the future of automated driving using quantum machine learning. The BMW TUM is set to further strengthen Munich Quantum Valley's reputation. Leading German corporations are jointly founding the Quantum Technology and Application Consortium, COTEC, including BASF, BMW Group, Bohringer, Ingelheim, Bosch, Infineon, Merck, Munich Re, SAP, Siemens, and Volkswagen. The goal of the newly founded consortium is to identify, develop, test and share applications for quantum computing and to identify funding needs. This is intended to create the basis for a successful industrialization of quantum computing in Germany and Europe. Recently, a research collaboration has begun between QSoft, a quantum software research center, and the Bosch Group. In this project, researchers from QSoft and Bosch will investigate potential quantum computing use cases at Bosch, with a focus on applications in the engineering and artificial intelligence and machine learning fields. Scientists have used octocopters to send entangled photons to distant locations through a global quantum infrared that relies on transmitting quantum particles to enable ultra-secure communications by using the particles to create secret codes to encrypt messages. The University of Queensland is developing quantum sensors that could revolutionize navigation and communications in unmanned and autonomous vehicles. Together with the Australian Defence Force, NASA and industry partners, the researchers from the university are developing the next generation sensors for using defense applications. Google and Volkswagen companies have a collaboration plan to use a Google quantum computer to tackle current problem areas, including new machine learning processes and the orchestration of autonomous vehicles as well as material structures and new materials for batteries for electric vehicles. In the self-driving industry, quantum computers can be utilized to optimize critical aspects of autonomous vehicles. This is exactly what Ford intends to do with access to NASA's D-Way quantum annealer. Optimizing roads using quantum computers would be beneficial for autonomous fleets and delivery services. Quantum sensing covers motion including rotation, imaging, acceleration, and gravity electric and magnetic fields. It will soon be conceivable to have a totally precise navigation submerged to detect changes in gravity that uncover likely volcanic movement, environmental change, and earthquakes to screen brain activity on the go and even to see round corners. BMW's collaboration with Honeywell will see quantum computing tools used to optimize the car manufacturer's supply chains. BMW is using a Honeywell System Model H1 quantum computer, first launched in late October 2020.
It relies on 10 connected qubits with a coherence period of seconds due to the company's Trapped Eon technology that differs from approached by Google, IBM, Intel, EonQ and others who all use competing methods to run and cool their systems. Microsoft's Azure cloud-hosted quantum computing services are drawing new customers, including Toyota affiliate Toyota, Susho and quantum computing firm Zhijin Japan. Toyota Susho plans to use D-Wave system to explore optimization applications and ultimately improve customer efficiency across a variety of industries from automotive and finance to medicine, environmental, sustainability and beyond. Nikkei Asia is reporting that Toyota, Toshiba, NEC, Fujitsu and Hitachi among other Japanese companies will form a partnership with that country's government to focus efforts on quantum research. The group is expected to promote the development of a technology focused on security. Daimler started a quantum computing project with Google in 2018. Daimler also partnered with IBM to use quantum computing to improve the speed of charging and capacity of electric vehicle batteries. You can find so many quantum computing-based published books. We can give some examples for them. First one is quantum information processing, quantum computing and quantum error correction, an engineering approach, second edition, published in 2021 by Academic Press. And the second one is principles of quantum artificial intelligence, quantum problem solving and machine learning, second edition, published in 2020 by World Scientific. And the third one, quantum computing in practice with Kiskit and IBM Quantum Experience, published in 2020 by PEC Publishing. This book includes practical recipes for quantum computer coding at the gate and algorithm level with Python. And the final one, quantum machine learning, what quantum computing means to data mining published in 2014 by Academic Press elsewhere. In the next episodes, we are planning to conduct review of quantum computing-based books in detail. As a final word, quantum years are waiting for us one step ahead. That was Professor Haluk Aaron from Firat University, Turkey. Thank you, Haluk. Although this technology is not widely available, but it will have a great potential to grow and to help the other fields of science and progress. Last but not least, we have a special guest today, Professor Yunot Montan. He is an associate professor at the Technical University of Cluj-Napoca. But today, he is talking to us as group leader of innovation and university cooperation at Bosch Group, Romania where it has been already four years that they organize a competition for those interested in ITS and especially autonomous driving. Would you like to know more? 
Hello, dear listeners. Uh, today we have a very interesting interview with uh, Dr. Yunot Montan. In this episode, uh, we are with Dr. Uh, Yunot Montan, Group Leader of Innovation and uh, University Cooperation at Bosch Group, Romania. He is also an Associate Professor at the Technical University of Cluj-Napoca, where he has received his uh, PhD from. He has got his BS degree from the same university in control engineering. Welcome to our podcast, Professor Yonat Montian. Uh, would you like to add anything to my short introduction? Thank you very much, uh, Mariam. Uh, I'm really happy to be here. Hello to all uh, your listeners. And uh, thank you for the invitation. And I'm really happy to be here and to be able to share with you some of my experiences in uh, developmental skills for engineers working on intelligent vehicles. Thank you so much. So to start with, uh, let me ask you this uh, first question about the future mobility. Uh, what do you think about the future mobility? How you define it? So I'm uh, from my point of view, I think we are very uh, lucky uh, to live in one of the quickest changing environments in the automotive world. And uh, it's, this means that it comes, of course, with a lot of challenges. But what we uh, can say is that the opportunities and the impact that we can have in this world is tremendous. And uh, we should take advantage of it. Uh, in my view, and I think in the view of everybody there's uh, working in this field, there are four megatrends in automotive. And this is uh, uh, connectivity, which means that the vehicles will be more and more connected uh, with each other and with the environment. Then the second one is the electrification. Um, our vehicles will start uh, um, shifting in an accelerated way from the internal combustion engines to um, electricity being uh, battery powered or fuel cell powered. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, autonomous uh, vehicles, which means that the vehicles will be able to take more and more in their responsibility from from the driving. And uh, also the personalization is another uh, mega trend that we have. Uh, and uh, users would like to uh, feel that the vehicles were designed for them or that they are able to adapt the vehicles to their needs or to interact with the vehicles as they wish. And uh, at Bosch, I can say that we are working on all four megatrends and uh, we are also uh, lucky to be able to uh, attract more and more students and the graduates in this field. So uh, thank you, Yuno, for your explanation. Now, uh, to follow our previous question, let's talk about Bosch Future Mobility Challenge. What kind of activities are you going uh, to do on that? Yes, we started the uh, Bosch Future Mobility Challenge in 2018, our first uh, edition, with the goal to involve students in autonomous driving. And how to do it then, uh, uh, giving them a project that is a mid-term project. They have six months to uh, develop algorithms for vehicles that are at one to 10 scale of the real vehicles. And we wanted them to give an opportunity to develop themselves both technical and uh, non-technical skills. 
and uh, um, they have to work in teams. Uh, they have to uh, be responsible for everything from technical development, project management, interfacing with their teams, their university mentors, uh, with the organizing, uh, with the organizers, and then also uh, promoting their teams and uh, creating promotional materials for, for their teams. And uh, of course, uh, we thought the program to be uh, a research and educational program in itself and uh, to put a lot of emphasis also on the fun part to uh, for the students to be uh, able to enjoy the six months and to uh, go through the hurdles together in a team and uh, uh, to have fun uh, along the way so they are getting a hardware kit uh, in this competition uh, together with the basic uh, software and uh, they have to develop afterwards all the intelligent algorithms of the car starting from uh, perception going through uh, then uh, uh, path planning going through the algorithms of uh, control uh, so that in the end uh, their car is able to navigate itself uh, alone, independently, autonomously, uh, without any interference from uh, outside, mm -hmm. and uh, to pass through all the uh, the challenges that we have for them. And we have a lot. We yeah. have smart traffic lights. We have pedestrians that are crossing at pedestrian lights. Uh, we have um, pedestrians that are crossing in uh, uh, parts where it's not allowed. We have cars that are uh, stopped on the lane that they need to avoid. We have uh, cars that are uh, uh, going at a much slower speed that they need to overcome. We have uh, city environments, we have highways environments. So we have everything that uh, a car will be able to uh, encounter in real life. And we wanted to create uh, a similar experience at a much smaller scales scale and uh, for the students to be able to um, feel what it means to develop such a complex vehicle in a safe environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, thank you uh, so much, Yunat. And uh, now that you mentioned a different group of students, could you describe Bosch um, Future Mobility Challenge, the international IEEE Bosch student competition? In the area of autonomous driving, what uh, what uh, areas are they covering, and uh, how international students can uh, take this challenge? Mm -hmm. We started, as I said, we started the competition in two thousand eighteen, and I'm really happy that starting with this edition, with the twenty twenty one edition, we have uh, IEEE as partner. It's. Uh, initiative that started two years ago and uh, i'm uh, really thankful for the great collaboration that uh, uh, i had with uh, brandon morris to uh, put this partnership uh, into to transform this uh, idea into reality and uh, uh, it was very easy to draft our common vision together because we share a common set of values um, and um, the competition uh, is covering all four uh, major classes of autonomous driving, uh, which is sensors, perception, scene understanding, and uh, motion planning, and vehicle actuation and control. And um, 
Uh, it's an yearly competition. Mm -hmm. We invite uh, teams from uh, uh, across the world, starting with 2022. Uh, in 2021, uh, we have invited uh, teams from 10 European countries, and uh, we have accepted 50 teams from 10 European countries uh, that took part in the challenge. Uh, and uh, during the development, they already had um, uh, one uh, qualification round where 30 teams qualified to uh, enter the semifinals and then the finals. Uh, this year, we shifted the semifinals and the finals to the 19th of September. So we will welcome uh, the teams uh, in Cluj uh, to come here and to really show and to prove their autonomous vehicles on our real track and uh, to be able to see what it means uh, for their cars to uh, to develop or to test and to prove the algorithms on the real track. Mm -hmm. Many of the teams, I'm really happy that many of the teams, uh, they have created their own tracks uh, either in their universities or uh, at home uh, in their dormitories. So you could see everything <laughs> ranging from simulators to uh, tracks that are going from the kitchen to the dormitory or uh, in the hallway of a university. <laughs> That is, that is beautiful. So uh, this was actually uh, the question that I had. So you send the kids uh, to, to the groups and they develop it uh, in their own uh, universities or home, as you said, uh, in their own countries. And uh, uh, But at the end, they will get a chance to come and uh, compete on the floor in uh, Bosch, Romania, right? Exactly, yes. So we have um, uh, the registration is uh, during the month of October. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, a selection based on the application files that they sent to us. Mm -hmm. And we also have a, a, an online interview lately. Uh, in the beginning, we had physical interviews. Uh, but starting with the geographical distribution uh, that we increased every year and uh, uh, also with the number of teams that we have uh, and accelerated by the pandemic, we shifted to online interviews, <laughs> online video interviews with each team. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, afterwards, we select the teams that we think uh, uh, are will be able to develop uh, uh, the software for these cars in a mature state and will be able to um, compete uh, and to uh, pass all the challenges that we we have in the in the competition and we send them to them the kids uh, and then they develop uh, uh, the software on their own but they get from us uh, uh, technical support so we have continuous technical support over a, a forum uh, that we have developed and we want also to create a community between the students mm -hmm. so the forum is open everybody that asks question there can see the answers uh, we also encourage them to support each other so not to wait for us to answer to all of their questions but also to answer themselves to mm -hmm. uh, to uh, uh, the questions of their uh, colleagues i would say because when they enter the competition we want them to be uh, to be uh, colleagues and uh, they need to have also each month uh, a technical report that they need to send. They receive a scoring, uh, and that is also part of their final score that they get mm -hmm. in the finals. 
Thank you, Yonat. I think uh, so. We have a uh, good uh, number of uh, young students here in our um, podcast. So I think uh, now they are excited for October when you open the call. There is something interesting in your, uh, you know, background. I noticed that uh, you are covering both area of academia and industry. Tell us about your academia activities and if it is possible. And uh, how have you made uh, connections between academia and industry? I think I'm in the lucky situation to be able to uh, merge uh, I would say both uh, positions that I uh, that I have. Um, I'm uh, uh, now also an associate professor at the Technical University of Cluj-Napoca, teaching to um, to the students. Uh, and there I have different uh, domains, starting from electronics, uh, control engineering, uh, that I teach to to them. And uh, uh, I have, I would say, a very close to the academia position in the uh, in the industry uh, because my responsibility is to uh, accelerate the initiatives that we have in uh, in the industry uh, to make them uh, visible to uh, to students and to academia uh, starting from educational activities to research uh, and to supporting the students during their their studies and um, uh, my background that I already have from academia helped me to better understand the needs of the industry and how can this be translated into attractive experiences for students and for academia in general. Mm -hmm. So I have uh, roles that are mixing with each other and that are complementing each other and supporting, uh, supporting. Uh, uh, each each other, so I'm uh, I'm happy for this, and uh, uh, I also am in a position where my team uh, from Bosch is uh, also very close to uh, academia, either teaching or uh, doing different uh, study programs at uh, at uh, uh, university, either PhDs, and. Uh, the team has uh, had a tremendous impact in the development, especially in the competition of uh, Bosch Future Mobility Challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you. it's uh, yes. coming together and uh, uh, I'm mixing them and I'm uh, driving both uh, forward. That is great. As you said, you are a lucky person here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, soon or late, we are going to have autonomous vehicles uh, in uh, roads, either urban or on highway or whatever. Uh, from your point of view, since you are in both the fields of academia and industry, uh, I want to know what uh, would be the role of autonomous vehicles in the future of mobility? In my view, autonomous driving will take... Um more and more important role in the future of mobility. Uh, At at this moment, we can see that the driver assistance systems are accelerating, so they're uh, getting more complex and uh, supporting more functions to the the drivers. Uh, We are at the moment uh, with level two uh, autonomy on the streets. 
uh, and with a lot of uh, effort on the engineering side, on the engineering companies and on the manufacturers to come with level three and four uh, on the uh, on the streets. And uh, these systems will uh, play, in my view, in the future, a crucial role in uh, transforming the mobility mm -hmm. and in uh, offering experiences for users drivers or passengers it depends on which situation we will be if we will be in level five and we want to be uh, driven uh, then we will be similar to a passenger in the car uh, but they will offer uh, more attractive alternatives for uh, for the users of the vehicles and uh, they will allow us to better use the time when we're, we are in the vehicles we're in a, we are in a traffic jam to really be able to do something else and not waste time so you have a very positive uh point of view about autonomous vehicles future yes i have a very positive point of view. <laughs> yes we are we are still we are still uh, having a lot of work to do to make it a reality uh, mm -hmm. but i have a, a positive view on choosing choosing on transfer yes the fight between lidar and radar and mobile phone and other things that which one will be more uh, suitable yes i understand uh, i think it will be a combination of all of them combination so they of need uh, they need to interact and support all uh, each other autonomous yes. vehicles true 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 i totally agree with you uh you know um uh, we, we talked about uh, your activities and about everything else. Uh, would you like to add anything? Uh, did I miss any questions or uh, did you miss anything that you want to add? I'm really happy to be able to share uh, our competition. Uh, it's uh, our core uh, activity that we do in my, in my group. Uh, for the students and the biggest event that we are we are doing for the students, we started it as a, a framework for students to develop the future competencies uh, for autonomous driving, and uh, we had also from the beginning a vision to impact at a much uh, deeper level the uh, academic world. And uh, uh, after four edition, I can say that the results that we uh, are getting from the uh, alumni of this competition um, confirm us that we are on the right track and uh, we are glad to be able to continue the success story. So I'm really happy to uh, be able to share you this event and uh, thank you very much for uh, for allowing me to, to present our competition and our activities. Oh, well. Thank you, Yonat. Uh, thank you very much for sparing some time and accepting to be our special guest. Um, I'm sure uh, you will get lots of uh, calls from students now. Uh, and uh, just for further discussion and questions, uh, our listeners, uh, if you have any questions or you want to uh, inquire about something, you can contact Yonat, uh, Professor Yonat uh, Montian at yonat.montian at bosch.com. Uh, I will share the uh, link uh, in our uh, website so you will have access to that. Thank you, Yonat. Thank you for your time. And uh, I wish you all the best uh, for future competition for your industry and academia uh, excellence. Thank you very much. Mother. Thank you. 
Thank you, listeners, for being with us. Yunet has shared with us his email and the website of the activity. If you are interested, they both have been mentioned on our website. Take a look. This podcast is sponsored by IEEE Intelligent Transportation Systems Society. This was Dr. Mariam Kavishkar from IEEE ITS Society.